Hello, friends, and welcome to Brotherly Love Gaming, the show where two brothers talk through the past, present, and future of our lives in gaming. My name is Alex, joined as always by my brother Spence. What's up, guys? So today, I think we're going to really just hone in on just one particular topic, uh, talking about the Pokemon Direct, which actually happened today as we are recording this. We're doing this a little bit early this week because we're big Pokemon fans. Uh, but before we get into that, we wanted to talk just a little bit about what we've been playing recently. I know we did skip last week, so we want to catch up on that and update any kind of progress that we might be having. Spence, would you like to start us off with what you'd mentioned to me before? Sure. So I have been playing this new free-to-play game called Splitgate. Um, the best way I can describe it is if Portal and Halo had a baby. Oh, God. Um, oh, I think I yeah. saw a trailer for this. <laughs> yeah, it's it's basically an arena shooter with portals, which is super fun. It makes for some interesting combat. Um, I also started Monster Hunter World because of it being on uh, Game Pass. So I think I'm, I'm only like level three or two or something like that. Right. Not very far at all. Like it took me like four hours because like, the way that that game is designed in the beginning is just like brutal as far as killing monsters. Like it takes forever mm-hmm. unless I'm just doing something wrong. Um, but so I've been playing those. I haven't really touched Pokemon, unfortunately, because just so many other things. I've also been playing Smash. Uh, I was literally playing in a, like a, a friendly tournament with my friends last night, um, like a land tournament. And then that's it. So that that Splitgate game, yes. Um, that's first of all, I did not realize that was actually out when I saw that there was a trailer for it. I thought it was like a coming soon kind of thing because it was like a week or two ago that I saw that. And what what platform is? It? Is this just on PC? You're playing that? Yeah, it's on Steam. It's on Steam. Okay, do you know if it's only on Steam right now? Just I'm curious about it. No, but I can look it up. I saw that and I was like, I could uh, I can give this one a try. <laughs> This is looks, uh, looks like Arena Warfare. Yeah, it's only on PC. On PC. Okay. Well, I can maybe check if I can run it. Uh, Monster Hunter World is one I keep meaning to get into, but I've heard like that. And it sort of sounds like you're describing a little bit. Like the beginning is very rough to get into. So I've yeah. sort of been turned off by that. Although I know they just announced an, a uh, like a winter themed expansion that's coming this fall, and this is like the nerdy collector in me. But the steel book they've announced that you can get when you pre-order it looks really cool. So. I, I've almost bought it a couple of times just because I really want that. Yes. Uh, for me, so I've been on the way to completing my Pokedex and Pokemon Let's Go. I caught myself an Omanyte today in Pokemon Go, which I'm going to transfer over. And that's kind of the only Pokemon that I did not have any kind of access to so far. So now it's just going to be a road to me leveling everything up and evolving everything to get my complete Pokedex, which I've not had since I think the fourth generation was the last time I had a complete Pokedex. And then continuing in Final Fantasy XII, but I also like went out and rented a bunch of games this last week and played a bunch of demos because um, it's you know yard sale and convention season, so I pick up a lot of random things. So I like to just uh, around this time also just try a bunch of games in case I end up seeing a really good deal on something that I've kind of been interested in but haven't ever tried before. Um, so I picked up Shovel Knight, which I've never played, and turned nice. out is like the perfect game for me. Um, very, very into the retro platformer type style that it is going for. So I really like that so far. Um, and then I also did Pokemon Conquest, 
which is one that I might have talked about before about how yes, I one day like, woke up and was like, oh, someone should do a, like a turn-based tactical RPG, but Pokemon. And then I realized that that already existed. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, so I like that. The little bit that I played um, feels like it's not actually sort of as deep as I would hope that they would have gone with doing Pokemon, but it's tactics. But I guess we'll see. And what I really want is I really want like the Mario plus Rabbids team to do a Pokemon game in that type of style. And then what else did I just pick up? Um, I tried Azure Striker Gunvolt, which is kind of like a spiritual successor to the Mega Man Zero series. And that was pretty cool. And I think that might be it for now anyway. Oh, actually one other thing was I also did on, um, I just realized these are all DS games. Um, I also did, I think it's called Pocket Card Jockey. It's a it's like a an eShop game for the 3DS made by Game Freak where you compete in horse races but the way you make your horse run is by playing games of solitaire. So it's like it sounds totally strange. Uh and, and when I I've ever heard. when I saw like the trailer even I was like this is really weird but I went and I just there's a demo that you can play on the eShop. So try it out cuz it's actually very interesting a lot of fun. Um, like high speed, fast paced, high stakes solitaire. <laughs> you can imagine what that's like. That's hilarious. So that's kind of what I've been doing the last couple of weeks. Again, leaning into leading into the season where couple, I'm gonna be buying a bunch of stuff. Yeah, a couple a couple of things coming coming up, which we we can kind of plug at the end after we talk about Pokemon. Right. Yeah. So I guess now is as good a time as any to just dive into talking about the Pokemon Direct. Which yes. happened today. And they give us a lot of information. I wasn't expecting that much. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was interesting. You never know what they're going to do because, you know, they always have all these features to talk about. Then also, you know, how many dozens of Pokemon are they adding this time? So they were kind of light on new Pokemon announcements, but sort of went over probably almost all of the new features we're going to be getting in the game. Right. So out of those, what are you, what are you feeling about these? What are you most interested in so far? All right, so let me uh, have a cheat sheet because mm-hmm. there was a lot that I needed to talk about. So big takeaways, like I was texting you and the oldest brother, Zach, right. which you guys may have m- remembered from the last Pokemon right. uh, video that we did. Um, immediately when I watched that first video, I texted you guys. So before I, I saw anything as far as like what they were explaining or anything, just the trailer, I said, oh, it looks like there's raids. What the hell are the giant Pokemon? Right. <laughs> And uh, I forget what else. The, yeah, the raids was true. That, I was just like, mm, just keep watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The raids was true, which honestly, I think that's really cool how they're doing that. There's right. going to be multiplayer. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know what, to what extent really, but that looks cool. Like it's a co-op kind of multiplayer where you get to battle like a gigantic um, boss, basically. Um, the Dynamax mechanic looks really interesting and we could probably dive into that like as a whole topic for like maybe five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, gyms are back from are back. Um, compared to sun and moon. Uh, and then one big thing was controllable camera. Mm-hmm. thought that was really cool. So you get to, you know, it's basically a full on RPG at this point, which is awesome. Right. Um, and then the other thing that this is, this is literally speculation on my part. Um, from the very end, the last video they showed you of the legendaries, which Team Sword all the way, Zashian looks awesome. 
Um, I don't remember the other one. It's like Zum, Zumetsu something, or something. Zama Zen something. Yeah. I have to pull it up. Um, but Zashin is cooler anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, at the end, it seemed like there may be a, another legendary that is kind of influencing those, kind of like how Kyogre, Groudon, and Ray Rayquaza. I feel like there might be a bigger and badder um, right. legendary that is influencing how they behave. Right. Which I think is cool. That's that's all speculation, but that's the vibe that I got when they were talking about the reveal trailer because it seemed like they were like about to get into a fight together against something. So. Yeah, and then something else shows up. Some something ominous, or I don't know. Uh, I thought uh, it was cool. The the, uh, the shield guy is, is Zam or Zama or Zama. I don't know how you pronounce it, but we're gonna say Zama Zenta. Uh, it was Zama Zenta, yes. yes. So um, and then they on there, and then they announced a couple of pokemon um yes that i thought were pretty cool um i'm not a huge fan of the the grass one um yeah i like the, I like the grass one's first form i was actually kind of disappointed when it evolved and became a sort of weird cotton ball yeah, yeah. um then there's the sheep which is like meh the sheep is um, like I, a really nice classic design it's like a marip yeah very just, very simple yeah it's like a marip though right um the one that I thought was cool was uh, the jaw one, like the, the bite one. Right. Um, I forget what it was called. but And then there was one other one that I I don't know if I misheard the trailer correctly. I don't know if it's simply like how you get around, but Corviknight, the yeah, Dark Raven. A, yeah. Like if, because it looked like he was in a battle in the one scene, right? So I'm hoping right. that's still a usable Pokemon because that one is by far probably my favorite one that I saw in the whole trailer. Yeah, I can't imagine that it would be only a taxi Pokemon or a ride Pokemon, you know? Assuming that that's what they mean, that they're bringing ride Pokemon back in full force. Right. You know? Um, yeah, I mean, you hit on, like, sort of the main points there. Um, I'm also Team Sword. Uh, I mean, how can you can you not just... He has a Zord in his mouth. He's so that's nice so that. dope. <laughs> It's such I like mean, a classic anime character. thing. I love it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I was saying. But the um, don't get me wrong. The character design, like when I first saw Zamazenta, I was like, oh my god, this guy looks so cool. Like he has like a full shield on his face, mm-hmm. looks super cool. And then you see Zashin running out of the forest with like basically a gigantic kunai in his mouth, like about to go mess him up. I thought that was so cool. So I was like, all right, this this is the one I want, one hundred percent. So you have you have those guys which are cool. Yeah, I mean I have sort of the same opinions about the the couple of new Pokemon they introduced, which is kind of all like everything you you mentioned, all of them. They only did like five of them. Yeah. Uh which Well, there were some that were in the trailer, but they didn't get reveal names or anything like that. Right. So those that's who we know. The thing that I think is interesting about the the multiplayer aspect of it is that unless I like misunderstood it at one point. You know, they said that you're going to be going toward, like, you'll be able to see that there is a Dynamax raid that you can run towards. And then you'll go there and then, like, meet up with other players there. So I'm like, I'm interested to find out how that works because it almost sounds like, okay, are you just going to go in and everybody, like, like, and that part is online and you go into a lobby and everybody queues up? Or, like, are they all going to somehow appear in your game all at the same time and you're all, like they're hanging out and then you go in and do the raid battle together, you know? Yeah. I think that has some interesting implications. If it ends up being the latter, then it's almost like, okay, well, could you just have 
your three friends hanging out with you in the wild area kind of at all times, you know, and that would, yeah. that would be pretty interesting to me um, if they did that. Like hunting for raids. Yeah. I think that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, and speaking of, so I just dropped the term, the wild area, which is a new spot that they're doing in this game, which I don't know if I did like, want to touch on that. Yeah. So they describe it as it's a vast expanse of land in the Gala region. Um, you know what it reminded like, me of? Does that mean it's the only place that Pokemon are going to appear in the wild? Or, you know, are there multiple of those? Did they just mean that as like a, a generic term for the spaces in between towns? Well, do you have the map that we can pull it up? Because it, it'll um, probably show it on the map. You would think, but who knows for sure. Let's see, Galler. Yeah, so when I look at the map, like, you know, there's like the big expanse of like where there's a lake basically in between you know like in that little or, yeah, like right in the middle basically like right right below the big town that has like the clock tower in it the big bend like yeah tower, you know so like sure. is, is that the whole wild area and that's the only spot in the game where you can do the camera control stuff that they're talking about and all that you know right. or the thing that i'm curious about is is this game like the game's scale actually much larger than we think based on just looking at the map because a lot of people saw the map and thought oh this looks so small you know but is the scale of it actually much larger than we're used to and all those other little areas that are just to us would look like okay well that's route five or whatever you know are those also really big expanses of land right So and yeah, I think that I don't think they really covered very clearly, but I think the spot there. under under that town is definitely the wild area because that's exactly what it looked like as mm-hmm. far as the trailer goes. Like there was all the water, there was very like minimal there there was a lot of grass around the water and that's how it looks. Um it didn't look like they showed anywhere in the wild area that didn't have any like water near it. So that definitely well, looks like it. There's one shot and I don't know if this is just like a in the desert position yeah there's one spot that shows like a desert and a ride-on walking through it so i don't know if that's yeah. like those mountains maybe you know or something yeah um well, or if it's that other like there's an area that's just like looks like dirt and sand a little bit up north of there right yeah maybe that's, that's right. it you know so but there's there's still a lot of a lot of room well there's also the spot all the way to the left um like on the, also on the true. Left, very left side of the map that looks like the desert area but anyways, we're, we're diving too far into the map. What I did want to say was that in the wild area, it it reminds me a lot of Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Like as far Breath as like the, the map area. design. Yeah, like that, like how there's different corners and then, you know, a big central area. Um, so I'm curious to see how they handle that. Um, but other than that, that, I mean, that the wild area looks cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's definitely an interesting way to expand you know on sort of what we think of as basic pokemon mechanics you know especially giving you the uh, the ability to move the camera around you know and there's a spot where exactly where the character like shakes a tree to make berries or or pokemon i guess fall out of the thing you know that to me opens up the possibility for more types of interaction with your world beyond just and also and also the weather changes Mm -hmm. have effects on what what appears in the wild and stuff. So, you know, it might not even possible 
it might not even be possible during some day to, you know, catch something. So right. you do have to keep regularly checking in in order to catch that one specific Pokemon you might want. Right. Which I think is really cool, honestly. Like, I'm a huge fan of that idea. Yeah. It makes me wonder how they're going to do, because, you know, like nowadays with, if you if you go to Bulbapedia, they can give you the breakdown of what percentage chance each Pokemon has of appearing, you know. But now they got to subdivide that into, okay, well, 5% chance under these conditions, you know, if it's if it's raining and it's a Thursday, you know, I don't know how specific they're going to get, probably not days ago. And the wind is blowing at a 20-degree yeah. angle. Yeah, exactly. There's the one picture where it's raining, one where it's snowing. Yes. You know, so I think that's interesting. It has a lot of different possibilities in there, you know. The one thing that I was a little disappointed is that we got legendaries, but no evolutions Mm -hmm. as far as the starters. Yeah. That was, that was like my only complaint about the whole direct, but I honestly didn't actually expect that. Um, But I did expect to see the evolutions before we saw the legendaries. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll they're gonna release those at some point, you know. Right. Um, hopefully sooner rather than later, because everybody's got to choose who they want as their starter, you know. And I know a lot of people like to wait um, until the very last minute. So. So I'm let's curious, dive in. I'm curious when they're gonna. I guess. I guess what I'm actually curious about is how many new Pokemon they have. You know, like there's there's one point in the trailer where I guess it was right before they threw to the character designer where they were talking about like, you know, we have new Pokemon. Everyone wants to hear about the new Pokemon. And I was just waiting for them to be like, and we have 200 new Pokemon or some just like absurd number of new Pokemon, you know. That's probably going to be like 100 or, or less, you know. So yeah. we'll see what they do. Yeah, uh, for sure. Were you, you were going to bring up a new... I was going to say that let's touch a little more on Dynamax Mm because I just kind of threw that out there without any context. And for the people who didn't watch the trailer, um, it's a really interesting mechanic. And it it seems like the whole game is going to kind of revolve around it. To some extent, yeah. Yeah. So Dynamax, again, for the people who didn't watch the trailer, is something that you can do once per fight um if i remember correctly Mm -hmm. um and it lasts i believe three turns yep and within the trailer i'm I'm sure we'll probably throw up footage of the trailer um in the trailer we'll see (laughs) pokemon company likes to block you yeah exactly um in the trailer your the pokemon that you dynamaxed is gigantic it grows massively in size but that's not the only thing that it does. It boosts all the stats and all of your attacks are now like, so say you have thunder. Now it's max thunder. Right. Um, stuff like that. So it's more powerful and explosive and it looks like the graphics for it um, really, you know, um, I don't know. I, I forget the word I was going to use. Um, attest to that, you know? Right. Yeah. I think this is an interesting kind of evolution, no pun intended of like the mega evolution and the Z moves that they've done before, you know, because mega evolution was also something you could just do once per, once per uh, battle, you know, Z moves were super powered moves you could do, I think probably also once per battle, you know? So this is, I think in, and mega evolution, you know, your Pokemon would stay mega evolved for the entire battle. You know, this, I think is interesting that they're like, I know it's going to be for three turns, so better make sure it counts, you know? 
Um, yeah. And the other thing that I think is interesting about it, though, is that seemingly it will allow any Pokemon to do that. You know, which, yes. like, with Mega Evolution, only certain Pokemon can Mega Evolve. With the Z-moves, um, I maybe I'm misremembering, but I think every Pokemon can do a Z-move, but not all of them have special Z-moves. So a lot of them are just, like, generic moves that they can do, you know? Right. This, to me, seems like a really economical way for Game Freak to be like, you know what, we're going to give every Pokemon a special thing that they can do, you know, and they're just going to make the Pokemon massive and then give it some, uh, make all of its moves special versions of their moves, you know? Yeah, when I saw that giant Gyarados and then I saw, I think it was Raichu, like, she used yeah, the big ball big. to, like, to to do the Dynamax thing. And I was like, well, what is this? Like, that's, that's huge. And then Raichu grew, like, 30 feet tall. And I was right. like, oh, my God, that's awesome. Um, and then what's I interesting <laughs> what's interesting about the whole Dynamax feature is that in, in the raids, only one person in your team can Dynamax Pokemon mm-hmm. for the whole fight. Um, so you really have to like they said in the trail you really have to coordinate okay what who's our strongest pokemon here right as far as type advantage and maybe even level um so that way we can you know dish out as much damage as we can right which and i think also really to cool. be you know strategic about it because you're only going to get three moves so if if you time it wrong you know and then end up because your opponents can be down to max the whole time. So if you mess up your timing and you do it first thing out of the gate and then three moves in, you haven't beaten the other Pokemon yet and now you're done and then, then they're just going to stomp on you, you know, for the rest of the battle. You know, you got to definitely be conscious of that, you know? Exactly. So I think that definitely has some opportunities for interesting gameplay, especially because, so like that's in raid battles where you got to coordinate, you know, but also the gym leaders they mentioned are all going to have a Dynamax Pokemon on their team too, you know? So that means every time you go to battle a gym leader, you got to be prepared for, okay, what are they going to throw out? You know, I'm curious if, if it'll always be the same Pokemon that they make go Dynamax or if it'll be any Pokemon, you know, like, because that to me, that would be more interesting if it's like, you know, it's like you can look it up online and see, okay, this gym leader has four Pokemon. Here's what they are. You know, but you never know which one they're going to make Dynamax. I think that's an interesting extra level of, you know. Like a challenge. When Yeah, exactly. Because then you're thinking again, when are you going to throw out yours? Because if you have, you know, type advantage on them and you know that you can just one shot, you know, their first three Pokemon with your Dynamax guy. And then they throw out the last one and make that one Dynamax. And then you're stuck because, oh no, now this guy is so strong I can't beat it, you know. So you got to think a little bit around that. Yes, I'm excited. I think it's I think it's a really cool idea. Mm-hmm. And again, and I think it's a nice way to take what works about Mega Evolution and apply it to like a much wider, you know, range of Pokemon. Because the other thing yes. is, is they probably were thinking about how you know you don't you can't encounter Mega Evolved Pokemon in the wild. You can't encounter. Pokemon that can do Z moves in the wild, you know? So them being like, how can we incorporate that new mechanic into a Pokemon that you can just encounter rather than having to fight another trainer? You know, this to me seems like a good way to do that. 
with multiplayer, no less. Speaking speaking of encounters, I know we're all over the place here, but there was just a lot of information in that um, direct. Um, did you catch the bit where it looked like the like the main character, your trainer, whistles when there's something in the grass and it looks like they started to come out? Uh, I do remember the whistle, but I forget what the context was. Yeah. It, what, so what my biggest question right now, right, is there's tons of Pokemon in the wild that look like, right? Like you can see them. Right. So does that mean those are catchable? Every or Pokemon you see? Yes. Or is it strictly the random encounters? And if so, does that whistle bring them out of that grass so that you know what you're about to go into in case you don't want to waste your time? Right. Because that's, so that's what it looked like for me. Yeah, so I think that after the Direct, that the Pokemon Twitter account tweeted out that, um, that let me sort of see if I can find it. They said that uh, battles with wild Pokemon will occur when you run into Pokemon that you see wandering around. And that also sometimes you'll encounter an exclamation point icon in the grass. And you can run into that like on purpose to, to have Pokemon show up. So, so both you get the best of both worlds. Yeah, that's yeah, so cool. it seems so. That's awesome. It's kind of like I guess like optional random encounters. You know what I mean? Because in that case, you wouldn't know what the Pokemon is, so it could be anything. It's a surprise, but you do have. And that's you know, probably maybe where you'll a little get your bit rare of Pokemon. warning that you might be running into something. You know, if you want to or don't want to. And that's also probably where you'll find like your rare Pokemon. Right. If I'm being honest, because they'll want yeah. you to, you know, spend some time by trying to, you know, go back and back and back. Yeah. Yeah. What do you I'm read about about that last mechanic again? Oh, the whistling. Yeah, I don't because I, I don't see any comments like about what that meant, but um, that was my guess because it looked like you could see a Pokemon coming out of the grass after he whistled. Right. Yeah. So I was that—that that was my theory. I don't know if it's true or not. It's just uh, you know, my speculation. Along with, while you're reading that, along with um, all of that information, we also got some some characters. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Professor Magnolia. We got your rival Hop. Um, you got. Professor Magnolia's granddaughter, which her name is slipping my mind right now. And then you got the Pokemon champion, Leon, who is this charming, supposedly guy that's like basically the, the biggest celebrity in the region. And he's a very lovable guy. And he's never lost in the Pokemon League in any official matches. I like that they touched on like some of the new characters and that they're giving them like an, an actual angle, story. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't typically care one way or the other about like the human characters in Pokemon games. You know, I know some people are super into them and I know that like they're, they're doing a mobile game. That's all about the human characters in Pokemon, you know? Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's the Pokemon, Pokemon masters, I think is what the game's called, cool. uh, where it's all about encountering, you know, famous trainers, you know, I mean, to me, Lance is the only famous trainer that I could probably name you in the Pokemon universe. Uh, other than that, you know, I like that they seem to be making them interesting, but otherwise, I don't have right. an opinion. Is here's my main question: Is there? Do you think that they're getting rid of the elite four? 
because there are gyms, but right. there was no real mention of any kind of Elite Four. Right. And I mean, obviously, if there is, uh, Leon's going to be the the last fighter more than likely. But you know, now that you mention it, they actually, to my knowledge, have they ever had a champion of the Elite of not even of the Elite Four, just like a champion beyond you, like. Other than your rival, yeah, that they've like advertised the first one, you know, because typically they always just talk about the elite four, the elite four, and then you end up fighting the fifth champion battle, you know, but you never like think about who that person is in advance. I don't know, that could be interesting. I mean, I would be okay with them having some kind of like different take on it, you know, beyond right. just the typical elite four, right? You know, so whatever their way into that is, you know, that could be kind of fun, yeah. I think it would be cool. Um, so yeah, that Pokemon Twitter account that didn't say anything about about the whistling, from what I understand, but they do have a lot of different like information that they tweeted out all day long. You know, like they confirmed that like the starters are all just basic type to start at least. Um, right. And then you know, like the grass type of Pokemon that they show is pure grass. Wulu Wulu is normal. Corviknight is flying steel. Um, Dreadnaw, the bite Pokemon, is water rock. So it's pretty neat. He looks so cool. Dreadnaw and Corviknight are probably my favorite, other than the legendary, obviously, because, you know, Zashin yeah, is really, really dope. Yeah, they did not reveal the legendary but, types. Right. Which is interesting. It, it looks like probably electric, but I don't know. Or even oh, like legendaries, legendaries don't follow any kind of <laughs> convention. Yeah, because but... like his his sword started glowing blue, so I don't know if that's like psychic, fairy, dark. I can't imagine you it being something else. Fairy type, right? Well, speculation at this point. Yep. They also uh, tweeted about. Um, <laughs> about getting a job in the gala region and showing like clips of of like stores and like a flower shop and some kind of office lobby it's very strange <laughs> you can choose your character screen and which character looks like so pretty cool stuff all around I'm yes. so we didn't say so this is coming out november 15th yes this year so they stuck to their their promise of doing the end of this year. Yes. It looks super cool. Um, I can't wait. Um, it's going to be... It's only a few months out, you know? It's only five months mm -hmm. away at this point, which is super cool. Um, Plenty of time for me to buy Ultrasun and play it, because I skipped that one. Yeah. I probably won't. Yeah, no. I won't have time, because there's too much end game of let's go to play. I'm not even bothering. I, I didn't like Sun. I'm not gonna do Ultra Sun. That's like the I can I can really say that's like the only Pokemon game I've probably disliked. It's just it felt too tutorialized. But we've already talked about that. Yeah. Well, and that's um, I mean that's something worth bringing up in this case. If you know we if we're talking about yeah, I, what I hope they got here. You know, we hope that this game doesn't it's not over tutorialized so much. I think Let's Go did a really good job of that. So they, yes. uh, it would be strange to me like let's go was sort of pitched as the sort of more beginner friendly pokemon game so for them to 
not tutorialize that one and then to come back with this one and be like, oh, no, no, we have, we have all the tutorials for you. It would be very strange, I think. Yes. Um, but we'll have to see what happens. They announced in the EU that they're getting a really cool looking steelbook with the double pack edition of the game, which apparently is not coming to the US. And I'm disappointed. Import. I guess I'm going to have to. Or they're going to do what they did. This is what I actually think is going to happen. What they did with Let's Go was Japan and the EU got a special steelbook that you could pre-order with the game in advance. We didn't get that. I bought the game in November. In January, February, one of the two, they, Best Buy, I think it was exclusive to Best Buy, was like, hey, we have this cool steelbook if you come and buy a copy of Pokemon Let's Go. So I bought a second copy of the game <laughs> so I could get the steelbook. And then I ended up trading it, but Right. Just don't why why are you doing that to me again? Whose fault is that? Who do I complain to? Is that is it the Pokemon Company's fault? Is that Nintendo of America's fault? You know, is it the retailers being like, like does you know whichever retailer they sold it to? Did they say, Well, we're gonna hold this until later? Right. Because right now you can pre-order the double pack on Amazon, Best Buy, and GameStop's websites. None of them mentioned the Steelbook. The Steelbook was not shown at the end of the Direct, even though the EU's Direct got a, a picture of the Steelbook during their, and here's what the double pack looks like section of the, of the video. So I watched that one. Right now it looks like it's not coming to the US. And that's disappointing to me. Yeah. For sure. For collectors like you, it's a big deal. Related, the EU and Japan also for Super Mario Maker 2 got a special edition that came with a stylus, like a Mario Maker branded stylus. And yeah, it's also not coming to the US. Yeah, you told me about that. What, 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 what did we do to, to not deserve we just, cool We just got to move to Japan. Stuff. That's all. I guess I gotta just gotta move to Japan. That's all. Well, the thing, the thing, like the switch is region free, so I could just import it, you know. But then I number one got to pay extra, you know, and yes. then have it not match the rest of my games, you know, because it'll have like, you know, the EU, um, the UK, I guess, Peggy on it instead of the SRB. You know, or if I get the Japanese version, it'll be in Japanese. I mean, it would be one thing for me to get like Chocobo Mystery Dungeon, which is only physical in Asia, you know, on Switch. But for me to be like, oh, I'm, I'm going to import this other version just because they get a stylus that I don't get. Like, I feel, I just feel dumb having to do that. Yeah. Being pressured to do that. For sure. You know. So, closing thoughts on Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. Team Sword. Sword Boys for Life. Sword Boys for Life. That, that Do we think is... they're dogs or wolves? I've seen some debate about that. Uh, it looks like a wolf. It's definitely a wolf, not a dog. And there's no questions. I'm not arguing with anyone in the comments. <laughs> You're wrong if you think it's a dog. I don't know. It's a wolf. I think it looks pretty cute, so that's that's why I'm. That does not look dogs. cute. It looks badass. Looks like a very, very angry wolf. But I think it's meant. To, I think it's meant to be a wolf, like based on the fact that. Uh, I'm just like I'm mostly just like joking, uh, based on the logos, which are very clearly meant to be 
you know, like dire wolves, basically. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Pokemon Game of Thrones. <laughs> you know. But they do look like good boys. <laughs> yes. Let's look up the goodest of boys. Ten out of ten. Okay, so November fifteenth, Pokemon Sword, Pokemon Shield, be there. I'm getting sword. Spence, I'm getting like sword. Sword. Gotta find. I think Zach is getting sword. Zach, Zach, we just need to force Zach into getting shield, so that way not well, all of us have the same one. Maybe I'll show Brenna, and she'll see if she wants to get shield. Maybe which one she wants. You know, could have um, bought the double pack. Could have bought the double yeah. pack, but it's not going to happen now. Yeah, getting me Game Freak, not getting me Nintendo. Yes, Pokemon Company, whoever else got the blame. Now watch them like announce it tomorrow. So I'll be like eating my own words before. <laughs> so before we wrap things up, we like uh, we mentioned earlier when when you said that um, you know this is the season where you're going to be li- buying a lot of stuff. Tis right? the season. So. What do we got going on? So you're alluding to the convention. <laughs> yes. Um, we're going we're gonna to be going to too many games and uh, at the Greater, Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks, Pennsylvania, which is just outside of Philadelphia. Anybody not from the region. Uh, that's June 20... 1st to 23rd, I think. 1st to 23rd, yeah, I just realized that. I had the date wrong. I did it the 25th originally, which is not the date. So good thing I realized that would have been the wrong day. Um, yeah, the 21st to the 23rd. Uh, we're going to be there, I think, all three days just doing stuff. Yeah. Now running around. Um, if anybody's there, let us know. Maybe we'll hang out and play some games. If you've never been there before, they have like a whole room that's just different kinds of games you can play. Yeah. From from classics to yeah. all the way up to the new stuff, you know, Switch down to the NES. They yeah. have Sega Genesis, uh, they had Dreamcasts, uh, Nintendo sixty four, GameCube, all arcade sorts machines. of games. The arcade machines. There were there were ton actually tons of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they have um, some computers. Uh, last year there was Overwatch because of the Philadelphia Fusion. I don't know if they're going to be there again this year. Um, but if you're a big Overwatch fan like I am, you know maybe maybe check that out right um there's a smash tournament if you want to join the smash tournament smash tournaments i think i'm going to register for that honestly see how far i can get see if there's any any good people there that i can give give a whooping i'm always curious like what's the baseline level of people that like i know i'm not going to win but like you know how do i compare to just like anybody who thinks that they have a chance of, of entering at least you know that's that's my biggest thing like I, I don't know how good people are in this area like i don't know if they're like i don't think there's going to be any like pro players that are just going to join the convention right. tournament you know like if there was i'd be like you know i'd be more than willing to fight them to like just see how they move and see how bad or good i do against them right um but i think if it's just like normal you know people that just really enjoy smash and you know just have a good time and aren't training all day to be the very best, then uh, I think I'll have a good chance. Exactly. I think I'll have a good chance. Yeah. Well, it's a fun time. Whether we do the double ones. Yeah. Yeah. No, we talked about that. We'll talk off. We'll talk off mic. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah. But too many games is a good time. There's also a bunch of panels. It's a huge marketplace. Um, I buy a ton of stuff there every year. Spence bought 
a Keyblade key there last year. I bought a Keyblade. Um, uh, it's in my closet. Otherwise, I, I bought it out. for the video watchers. I got this little uh, Zelda in a bottle. In a bottle there. My first year that I went. Um, I think it's the only thing I have in reach that I could show. Yeah, um, mine, my my Keyblade's in the closet. I was gonna say. It's massive and it's full metal. So full metal. It's, it was really cool. Full metal keyblade. Yeah, but you're always I'm always surprised about the kind of stuff that we can find there. You know, people have well, actually the artwork behind me I bought there, actually as well. Yes. Um, so, all kinds of fun stuff. So that's what my thing is. I like I, I sort of throughout the year make a list, you know, and anything I don't find from like a, a local yard sale, you know, is like all right, gonna go to the convention and see what I can find. You know, makes it. Yeah. Fun. So it's a good time. Yeah. And I mean, personally, I was. I think that we might do a little bit of recording there, not like too much, just to like cover the whole trip, not like do a video per each day, but right. you know, maybe cover yeah. the whole event. So stay tuned for that. We might we might do that if if things line up, you know, it right, might be yeah. a little difficult. Well, the other thing I did actually mean to mention is there's also like an indie games showcase where people that are making games will bring their games to show them off. Um, we've played some really cool stuff there previous years. I'm interested to see if, if any of those games are coming back for more updates. Um, we did mention them in some of the previous yeah, videos. Yeah, we mentioned we, them before. We, we did talk about this convention before where we found those games. So Right. So um, I'm hoping to be able to convince at least one of those developers <laughs> to talk to us about their game, you know, because uh, yeah. I mean, they'll talk to you, but it, you know, the, the thing is we'll be able to get them, you know, on mic or not. On camera. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, but going to be some cool stuff. You know, that's again, June 21st to 23rd. Greater Philadelphia Expo Center. Too many games. It's a good time. Too, too many games. Too Lots many. of panels. Yes. Um, and you can check that out on the website. There's some other more famous people that are going to be there too, if you want to um, see them. So <laughs> More popular people than us because, yes. you know, we're, we're low right now. But it's okay. Everybody's on their way up. We do it for the fun. <laughs> we, do it, we do it for the fun, not the fame. Those Ooh. people might. For the love of the games. For the love of the games. Okay, so that's going to that's gonna wrap it up, I think. Anything else you yes. want to get going on? Cool. I, I don't think so. I mean, well, with E3 coming up, we're going to be, you know, hard on the news. So, yeah. honestly, we might, like, if there's, like, a lot of information, we might do quite a few different talks like these. Right. And then break it up over, you know, the month or the week of E3. Um, like, for instance, if there's, like, a lot of information in one day, we might sit down and just talk about it so that way we can get all that information out and, then, you know, do it for each day, depending on how much stuff there really is. So yeah, stay tuned for that. Yeah, technically, you know, the information starts coming starting on Sunday, you know, so by... Tuesday is when Nintendo's, you know, up. I mean, we might even have to on Monday record something, you know, like Square Enix is going to be up Monday night, you know, so we'll see. And we're going to hear more about Marvel at that one. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be tuning in because I'm so excited for that game. Avengers game. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of information coming up. So yeah, stay tuned. Um, Follow us on Twitter at brotherlylovegone, G one, where we'll probably tweet about, what we're going to be covering if that stuff is coming up faster than like a more normally scheduled episode. Yes. Um, you can follow the audio version of this show in Apple podcasts uh, or 
search for it on iTunes while while iTunes still exists because that's apparently going away for most people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, also, of course, on the YouTubes. Um, so you just search Brotherly Love Gaming. And also we'll be doing some Twitch streams at some point that the news cycle being really heavy right now, it's hard to also find it, time to see. Yeah, it's hard to... Um, I did record a video of Splitgate, so stay tuned for that. Um, YouTube was down the other day. Yeah. Um, so when I tried to upload it, I was like, what's going on? So um, I'm going to, since I have a little bit extra time, I'm gonna probably try to work with it a little bit. So Dope. So Stay tuned for that. So yeah, so the, the Twitch channel is also at BrotherlyLoveG1 on twitch.tv. And I think that's going to be it. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out and watching. We'll see you all next time. See you. Peace out. <laughs>